Hey, you're listening to uh, this American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Uh, it is uh, Friday, June 17th, the year of our Lord, 2116. That's how you know I'm old, because I say it like that. 2116! Yeah, I was like, the, the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. The year of our Lord, now, 2016. If you'll turn to page 43, you'll see your eternal damnation. <laughs> oh, your sins will catch up to you. Speaking of sins, I'm surrounded by Led Zeppelin and Led Ze- Grateful Dead, Grateful and Dead, Bob Dylan, Bob. and then I know, I know you're a comedy fan when you have Richard Jenny's photo, his headshot, yeah, so autographed. Well, yeah, Rich uh, was an old buddy of mine. Oh uh, man, such a we were man. pals. I, I met him. Uh, I met Rich Jenny in um, 1986. Yeah, in 1996. <laughs> when in, did you meet him in, in the last century <laughs> uh, at the Richmond Comedy Club? Where wow. I was his, um, I was his opening act. Wow. So um, yeah, so uh, yeah, so we're fans of comedy. That we're a little bit of fans of comedy here terrifying. on on this American podcast, Comedy Edition, on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Yeah, man. So yeah, Rich Jenny was a was a great comic. He uh, was one of the best comics out there at that time. He was spectacular. He was stunning. He was absolutely stunning, and he was clean, and he was clever, and he was really smart. And um, and I you know when I first uh, started touring in the circuit in '99, he was one of the people that I heard about to go yeah. watch. You had to go watch Richard Jenny. He was one of the bosses in the game, and it was sad to know that he uh, left this earth way too soon. And actually, yes, at the Laugh did. Factory, we were just speaking about him uh, a few weeks ago when I was in LA. I was talking to the manager out there, and and, um, and Jamie Masada has sure you know, has offered basically. I think they offer counseling for free for comics because yeah. of Richard Jenny and what happened to him. So. That was tragic stuff. I remember yeah. I remember when that all went down. I hadn't spoken to him for about a year prior to that. Um, the last time I spoke with Rich Jenny, I called him up. Uh, this is this show's chutzpah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had these jokes I had written, and I called him up to see if he wanted to buy the jokes. And uh, he then, I was driving on the 10 in Santa Monica. I had to pull over because I was afraid to crash because he started doing an impression of every talk show host on every show talking about him buying jokes. He did a dead on Letterman talking to Paul. He did Paul. He did uh, he did Leno. Everybody, it was so funny. And he goes, he goes, he goes, Fessick, they're very good jokes, but come on, man. You know, I write my own jokes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I hadn't talked to him for about a year prior to uh, prior to that. But, you yeah. know, uh, talking about people in the game, man, we, um, I was watching your videos. We actually like to do a little research on if we don't know an sure, artist. Sure, We like to check out the artist. It always freaks me out. I'm like, oh, my God, what horrible video did you watch on YouTube? Um, People put up crappy stuff all the time. It was something with you and a monkey. And well, that uh, was a good time. I'm glad yeah. you I'm glad you watched yeah. that one. And one of you were vaping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Yeah, one was vamping and one yeah. was vaping. So uh, uh, no. we watch, and here's the thing is uh, we sure. were sitting we were sitting in the office and I'm watching it and I've got the headphones plugged in so that I can only hear it and I'm doing that maniacal thing. You ever like you're sitting in an airport and there's a guy and you don't hear anything and it just starts going <laughs> Oh, that's. <laughs> you look around real quick. Go. I hope they have headphones on. That's hilarious. Because if they don't have headphones on, that's scary. By the way, just a quick little side note it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But be always be very very careful when you're passing gas with headphones on. Yeah. Because you don't know how loud it actually was. <laughs> yeah. It's very terrifying when it happens at an airport. See that. And everybody looks at you at the mm-hmm. exact moment you just release the gas. Just 
<laughs> the, <laughs> the gas of terror. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you got to be really careful. Just a quick side uh, note. Uh, you know, we appreciate the PSA. It yeah. also proves <laughs> how much younger you are than me because if I do it, I just go, Pfft. Yeah. What? I've met you guys yeah. in the bathroom several yeah. times. We don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're the guys walking around in the gym locker room yeah. with sandals and no towel. That's it. And, and not only are we naked and all of our it. junk scraping the floor, we're also like passing yeah. gas loudly and not paying attention. Nothing. Yeah, while you're sitting there trying to tie your shoes. I've, I, I, are you urinating on yourself right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's myself. It's my urine. <laughs> I, you don't own me. I am my own man. <laughs> if I want to urinate, I will urinate. It's my office. It's my podcast. <laughs> well, we yeah, we've actually yeah. done that. We 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 had the <laughs> urination show about three oh, weeks. Oh, great. Yeah, it was great. It's 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 YouTube special. But we no, we watched a bunch of your YouTube stuff, man, and I was laughing out loud. You know, as someone Thank who you, uh, you know, because you've been in the game for a while, you'll watch someone who's funny, but you might not laugh. You're going, that's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's how comics laugh. Yeah, that's very funny. So uh, um, I laughed out loud, man, at some of your stuff. Um, uh, you, uh, particularly, there was a couple of uh, bits. First off, all right, so I'll, t- I'll talk about the bits. I'll stay on topic. Go ahead. Uh, the one about uh, uh, how to confuse a police officer uh, that pulls oh, you over yeah. by speaking uh, <laughs> Arabic. Okay. Yeah, my uncle actually taught me that trick. Yeah. yeah? He says, if you ever speak Arabic to a police officer, you will confuse him and he will let you go. <laughs> and, I was, and I asked him, I was like, How? no, it doesn't work. He says, yes, it works. I was like, how many times have you done it? He goes, every time. I was like, every time? How many times? Maybe 10, 12. You know, I was like, oh, my God. Never, <laughs> never got a ticket. Never got a ticket. No. Now, have you ever tried it? No, I did. Yeah, I did do it. You did do it. I got, uh, yeah, so I was really scared. It was like 2-something in the morning. I ran a stop sign. And that cop was in the outskirts of Houston, and he comes up to me, taps on the window. He's like, roll down the window, boy. Uh, can I see your last approved insurance, please? And it just happened. I wasn't really planning it. I just looked at him. I was like, Habibi. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you And the cop's like, oh, hell no. He goes, um, he slowed it down. He's like, uh, you... Didn't stop at the <laughs> stop sign. <laughs> like I'm gonna understand it now, right? I was like, and he goes, okay, yo, no, habla espanol, man. Just go, and I just took off, right? I couldn't leave faster. Yeah, it was you just handed me my license back, and I just got the hell out of there. But it works. It absolutely works. There's nothing more that cops hate than paperwork. You know, I tried something similar to that, and it didn't work. I acted really drunk. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that it, definitely. It, it, he put me up. That definitely. His license reg- registration. I'm, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, it, it didn't work at all. Yeah, it was it, my, a friend of mine, comic. He passed away a few years back, and he's very funny. He said huh, he had this great joke. He goes, "I always take my picture for my driver's license drunk, so whenever I get pulled over." The cop looks at it and goes, oh, he always looks like this. <laughs> I know that bit. Who did that? Carl Falkenberry, actually. Oh, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Mike's. It was actually Carl Falkenberry. He was still alive. And well, I'm sorry, yeah. Carl. I confused it with your dear friend, Carl's Mike. still around. It's all those, like, Houston outlaw guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, how I grew up in Houston in the Houston comedy yeah. scene. So Jimmy I mean, Pineapple. Absolutely, yeah. Andy Huggins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was close friends with, uh, oh my God, with uh, Hicks. Hicks and I were really good pals. This is insane. Yeah. I'm getting, literally getting chills right now. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, first time I met Jimmy, Jimmy Pineapple was in um, uh, 
Little Rock? I don't know. It was one of those towns. Yeah, he's still around, man. Yeah, I know. I know Jimmy's still around. I, I ran into him about 10 years ago at a at a fundraiser private event uh-huh. in Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, he's, I knew. He's, in, he's back in Houston now, but he, you know, he, he's like very old time. Is Jack town. Mark Wilkes around? Do you know I this name? I don't know the name. Know that name. No. He was he was like he was kind of like he was kind of like a satellite outlaw oh, yeah. comic, yeah. And I kept, you know. So anyway, I knew I knew I know I, Riley I, Barber. I know Riley Barber. I did a uh, Showtime Comedy Club Network special at the uh, Laugh Stop in Houston in like Oh my god, I was just talking about 90. the Laugh Stop. That's the most uh, man, it's so sad that that club is not there. That was a great club. It was one of the best clubs in the country. I mean, when I first started, man, that was the spot. I loved it cuz it was one of the few clubs in Texas where they liked me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it means you had some texture to what you had to say cuz that club is just is it's the best, man. It was really sad that it's gone. It's one of the best ones. Yeah. And um, I grew up in another equally like really awesome club called the Comedy Showcase in Houston as well, sure. which was owned by Danny Martinez. Uh, I sold it recently after 30 years. Well, one of the important people in the, uh, the formation of uh, modern American stand-up was a woman named Sharon Menzel, mm. who had, um, I think it was called the Houston Comedy Works, and that's where all those workshop. guys... Workshop. Workshop, yeah. Yep. That's where all those guys started. Absolutely. All those guys. Kennison. Bill Hicks, Kennison. Yeah. Kennison crucified uh, himself in front of the club at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was banned from the club for saying something that he thought he should be able to say. And it was way they would ban you. Know, you're banned for three weeks yeah, yeah. in that world, you know. Yeah, so they do that in LA. They do that yeah. at the store every once in a while. Do you they? Get banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still get banned at the store. So uh, you gotta do some really awful yeah. shit to get banned at the store. You got to. You have. <laughs> <laughs> you must have did some really horrible things at the store to get banned. <clears throat> you know the other uh, the other bit of years that we were watching we liked a lot was um, um, oh the soccer bit. Oh yeah, yeah. About how uh, how many first off, my name is Mo. It's actually short for Muhammad. Surprise, listeners. Yeah, Uh, and I didn't realize how popular the name was until I watched the Egyptian soccer team. Probably one of the most popular names in the world. It is the most popular name in the world, actually. Yeah, it's it's the the most popular boys' name in the UK as well. However, it's very frustrating, Tony, because uh, not one person has shared a Coca Cola with me. Not a (laughs) single. Person, <laughs> I was at Disney World, not one keychain with my name on it. Muslim <laughs> was with me. He's like, I'm gonna get one. I was like, Bro, your name's Khalil. Okay, <laughs> they're not gonna have any Khalil keychains <laughs> at Disney World, man. He's sitting there next to Kim's, like looking for, like get out of way from the Kim's. <laughs> I was gonna do a tag, but I'm not gonna do a tag. <laughs> you can do a keychain tag. You do a keychain tag. I had one. <laughs> I see you now. So, yeah, so. Uh, um, you were you were born in you know the thing in in the United States. I'm just going to say this is Go that ahead. we have such a skewed view of the Middle East. We have such a skewed view of Islam. We don't understand the first thing about it. Okay, uh, we don't understand the first thing about Palestine. What Pal- most people don't know what Palestine is. You were born in Palestine. Is that correct? I was born in Kuwait. Kuwait to Palestinian Palestinian parents. parents. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Um, there's like over 10 million Palestinians that have now been sprinkled across the world that have been uprooted from their homes mm-hmm. since 1948, and previously to that. Um, and yeah, I was born in Kuwait to Palestinian parents. Um, my father was a telecommunications engineer before he passed away in '95. Uh, the war happened in '90. Uh, we literally lost millions of dollars overnight that yeah. my father worked for his entire life went to nothing and um yeah we had to flee kuwait and we ended up in houston texas now your 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 pa, your dad actually sent the family out first right yeah it was uh, well my mom so it's it's a long story but you know what i'm just gonna do it's it, we got no way to skip over yeah we yeah, get, we have yeah. time yeah. we have time so i i um 
When we were there, my father, like I said, was worth millions of dollars. He worked very hard for his money. He came from nothing um, and became a telecommunications engineer and actually built one of the first uh, radio stations in Kuwait, wireless communication as well. It's like very new on the block uh, and still in its early progress. And then the war happens and we lose everything. And old dad, <laughs> she had some money, uh, some money saved, and then I think um, my wife does that. I think every, yeah. I think every <laughs> rational human being should have an exit strategy. A go just bag, in case. yeah. Do you have a have go have bag? A, I have my. <laughs> I can't, I can't really disclose that information. Uh, but yeah, we we lost everything, so she had to get me and my sister out first. That was the plan. Was to get me and my sister, uh, and there was a school bus that would take you through Iraq to Jordan. From Jordan, my sister and I were going to fly to Houston, and my mom was going to go back to Kuwait and, you know, start gathering sure. stuff with my father and what have you. She wanted to get us out before it got worse, which was already really bad at that time. Um, and so my mom knew that they were stealing the money at the checkpoint in Baghdad. So my mom would, uh, she grabbed the money, and I, that's where I found out my mom was a gangster. She grabbed a, zi- a razor and cut behind each zipper in her purse and put equal amounts of money on each side and sewed it up. And then she made custom money belts for herself and my sister because they weren't searching women at the time. And she lazily put a little bit of money in the lining of the suitcase. So we get on the school bus, we stop in Baghdad, and we see they're breaking suitcases. We're like, my mom starts to, you know, think of a plan my sister's now sweating and ready to sell us all out you know (laughs) she has no gangster skills whatsoever (laughs) and my mom is like smiling and shaking her at the same time like shut up you know (laughs) like she's just you're gonna get us good she's just smiling the whole time and she goes listen get your brother get off the bus i'm gonna stay on the bus we're like okay whatever let my mom do her thing as we're walking off i look over and i see my mom opens up the suitcase and she messes up the clothes in it and she had some orange peels and she throws them throws the orange peel in the suitcase and we get off and everybody's getting searched and we walk back on the bus the soldier sees my mom and he gets up on the bus right away he goes hey what's wrong with you You need to get searched too you're not absolved from this he starts yelling really aggressively and his superior officer sees him and he's furious with him he gets up he grabs the soldier he goes what's the matter with you how can you talk to a woman this way what's the matter with you and look at this woman's face it's obviously not a face of a liar And then he goes, look at her suitcase. It's in shambles. It's obviously been searched already. (laughs) He made him apologize to my mother, and he apologized to my mom and kicked the guy out, and we left. I was like, man, my mother is a gangster. You know know what's amazing is they listen to your story. Two things. Uh, For most American kids, okay, the closest they come to that is when the doorman at the club is looking at their ID going, all right, what's your astrological sign? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm a tar, 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 a, a Leo. Yeah. You know, I'm Taurus Leo because they yeah. got a fake ID. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has their own trials and tribulations. Everybody has their own. You know, I believe in everybody is given just enough what they can handle. Sometimes feel, people feel like the world's going to be over and it's the worst thing that could ever happen. But we yeah. persevere. You know, we are creatures of perseverance and we, and we get stronger if we want to be. We can either go in a really negative direction or we can go in a really positive direction. And for me, the reason why I went in such a good direction is because I had, re- I, I have a phenomenal mother who, you know, 
taught me uh, to fear God and understand God, but not fear not fear it or understand it illogically, but uh-huh. have a solid comprehension and to ask questions about existence and what it's like and what's living around you and how to be open to it. And I have great teachers that took me under their wings and mentors that that um, that gave me really sound advice, and I took most of it, not all of it, but I took most yeah. of it. But we do your best with it. But I think everybody has, you know, everybody has a certain level of of uh, of, uh, of of things that they need to get over, some trials and tribulations. It's just part of life. And I, it, the thing is, to me, that makes it unique and that makes it really more frustrating is that the lack of understanding. Absolutely. I, I wanted to say as I listened to your story, just the what I, it's the exact same story that we heard from Europeans in the 1930s as they were fleeing yeah. the uh, uh, the problems in, sure. in, in Europe, uh, in Nazi Germany. Of course. The stories, uh, uh, you know, Bill Graham, the great uh, music promoter who owned the Fillmore's, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, if you look at that, uh, Absolutely that full, L- Lenny Bruce thing, yeah. he was at the Fillmore. Bill Graham, as a child, marched across, uh, he was a Jewish kid mm-hmm. who mar- marched with Catholic nuns mm-hmm. who were saving these kids, marched them out of Germany all the way into France. A bunch of the kids died. He was one of the few that survived. Amazing. Came to America wow. and ended up, you know, being the number one promoter for the Grateful Dead, you know, uh, until, until he uh, met his uh, uh, sad, you know, and, and uh, tragic demise. Yeah. In I, hell- so, I, it's I mean, the same like, story. Look, it's, it is it is very much the same story. Uh, definitely, I didn't, you know, it is very similar. And obviously, Nazi Germany was... Something very, you know, it was much crazier than it was in Kuwait. I'm not trying to make that comparison. Uh, Palestinians have endured it for a really long time, and unfortunately, I've the story has not been told properly, and uh, the history books are, you know, are skewed and two-state solution. No, I would no? prefer. I would prefer it personally be one state, equal rights. You know, you can't. You can't, you can't do. I think it's going to be the same thing if it's two states. To be honest with you, as a person who's gone there and experienced it, and still has family there, and and they probably would disagree with me. I think most people, most Palestinians, would probably dis- disagree with me. But I think it's in the best interest to live unified, as intended to be. You know, uh, the Jewish brothers; those are my brothers and sisters. You know, uh, you know, and and I am a Semite myself. You know, I uh-huh. can't be. You know, and I feel like it's really important to create healing and the only way to do that is to take down the wall is to live amongst each other and you just gotta you know just like any family does you gotta duke shit out and it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be rough but i think the end result will be so much more fruitful for everyone involved personally i think so um i just feel like there's just a lot of there's a there's a really the only thing i'll say is that there's certainly an illness there there's there is a social illness there is um, there is a lot of you know how can how can you say it's a it's a, the safest place on earth? Literally, it's one of the not safest places yeah. on earth, and you and you can't live that way. And a wall is never in history in human history ever stayed unless it's <laughs> the Great Wall of China. And eventually that that got breached. I had yeah. a uh, I, I lived in Los Angeles for uh, more than half my life, um, and uh, I had a tailor. In, uh, when I lived in the San Fernando Valley near Van Nuys, the best tailor I ever had, you know, the best cleaners, best tailor. <laughs> and I didn't know what nationality was because I'm yeah. like an American and he just didn't sound American. That's all I knew. I go, he might be from, he might be from France or he might be from Russia. Might or he, Greek. He might be Greek. Yeah, I didn't. But then one day I saw a copy of a newspaper and it was English language said Palestinian Times. Oh, wow. and I go, oh, the guy's Palestinian. So I started talking. He was a little wizened old man, yeah. white hair, white beard. He'd sit there and go, this is a good quote. 
I, I fixed this coat for you. And I, you know, and I go, okay, <laughs> it's man. It's a good accent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one day I go, so are you from Palestine? He goes, I says, are you from? He goes, yes, Palis I'm Palestinian. And I go, and I go, I, I go, and I wanted, I said, I, we get the news here. I go, what's going on over there? I go, what is it you guys want? And he goes, our land. And I go, what land? He goes, all of it. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> and I all went, okay, it. okay. <laughs> All of it. I mean, I know of about a hundred acres that we lost. Yeah, in, in my family, hundred acres. About a hundred yeah. acres in the West Bank. That yeah, I know something around that, maybe more. It was all around the perimeter. You can see Jerusalem. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Sure. And I know that that's all gone and been given away. So it's like that's that's the part that it really you know it's like me walking up to you like, hey man, you, you know my family lived here two thousand years ago. This is mine. Well, if that's the case, Mexicans should come in and take Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma. We should all give it back to them and do that. And it's not saying that they did not refugee Palestinians were receiving Jews fleeing the war very finely they were they were actually taken care of they were they're together they both were there for each other in both things there's a lot of Muslims that sought refuge uh, um, with Jews during the Inquisition yeah in well, Europe if, as well if you even go back earlier now if you go back yeah. to the last time that when uh, uh, Sayyidin finally uh, Din, yeah. Say, yeah. I'm close, right? Yeah, for a white yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. You know, close for a white guy. That's ja a really good Jack song, right? Asad, yeah, Jack no. Asadorian at the Ha Ha said, said that I did it close enough. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> it was good. Do you know good. Jack at the Ha Ha? Jack yes. Jack, yeah. I own the Ha Ha Comedy yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. I am passionate about comedy. Yeah. I was talking to him on the phone the other day because he was going through some old videos. Going, Tony, yeah. do you know who this comic is, Tony? And he, I think he always freaks out young comics yeah. because he's so... Passionate. Sure, yeah. sure. I'd like to do stand up here. Oh, you can do stand up here. <laughs> Come in, Rico. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. But that, it, it, that at one time, uh, um, uh, Muslims and Jews were actually more allied than in, uh, allied against Christianity. At one, it, it shouldn't be even against, man. It's like I'm talking about like bro, a, a thousand years like ago. The Prophet Muhammad himself. I'm talking about last two 